Roar Nation, Promise Keepers is back July 31st, 2020. Estimated 80,000 men will be gathering at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Speakers are going to rock the house. It's going to be a full lineup. And on top of that, worship is going to be amazing. Why am I telling you so far in advance? Because tickets are on sale and they're slowly selling out. So that being said, I hope I see you there. I am planning on going. Go to promisekeepers.org to get info and tickets. Again, go to promisekeepers.org. See you there. Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here. Welcome to episode 171. All right, so pretty excited about today. For those of you who have caught the last couple episodes, I've been talking about Promise Keepers coming up next year. Don't forget to check that out. Just a little plug I've been throwing in to promote them. This is the first time they've been back in years. So if you get a chance, uh, women, send your husbands, and men, get on the website, Promise Keepers, and I want to see you there next year checking out Promise Keepers. So... Today's topic, uh, we're at work today, actually working at our construction company, and I have my beautiful wife sitting across from me at the table, and we are going to be talking about changing I into we, and what I mean by that is uh, Casey and I are going to dive kind of deep. I don't know how deep. You just never know with us, and uh, we're going to talk about the process of uh, us being married over the last 20 years. We're going to be talking about marriage. Something that we've wanted to start getting into and throwing some extra episodes in the podcast, uh, talking about real marriage. And uh, where I got changing I into we is I was spending some time with the Lord and um, I was journaling and I was just kind of asking God, you know, what direction do I need to go into? And these are my ideas and my visions and things I want to do. And uh, very clearly, I just hear the Lord speak to me and said, well, your problem has been... um, you've been focused on I and not we in your marriage. And uh, it's been over the course of about a year that we've been really kind of changing focus on that. So that is going to be our episode because a strong marriage means a strong family, which means better work, better sex, better everything. So Casey is beeping us in right now. (laughs) And uh, anyway, so that being said, we're going to dive into, Casey, why don't you start off with kind of like our marriage, kind of the ups and downs, maybe the last 20 years and just kind of whatever comes to your mind. I'm going to be talking a while. You're going to be talking a while. <laughs> uh, well, we met in college, and um, I swept I, you off your feet. Yes, you did, baby. That's right, baby. <laughs> and uh, so that's where it all began. And uh, we've been married happily with no problems, no struggles, nothing for twenty over twenty Man, years. <laughs> we have conquered this. <laughs> um, we have three beautiful children. Our oldest is a freshman in college this year. 
And uh, then we have a son who's a junior and our youngest is a freshman. So we've got three teenagers. And uh, I was just kidding about that first part. Uh, We have uh, really had a lot thrown at us through the years. And uh, basically, we both came from, you know, broken families, broken homes. And we have had to learn the art of what it looks like to have a good marriage and what it looks like to have a godly marriage and a family um, that is uh, just the foundation is Christ. And uh, so that has been a process. And I think through that um, is kind of birthing this um, this marriage uh, ministry, so to speak. And uh even a ministry in helping parents with children because we have also been through that as well. You know, one thing I want to talk about real quick is um, talking about you talk about coming from broken homes. So I want to clarify that uh, two things that you and I did when we first got married. Um, your mom had been married several times. Uh, your dad's been married twice. My dad had been married four or five times, my mom. So that being said, we had no idea really what a good marriage looked like. Right. Um, so the one thing we got married, Casey was 19, I was 20. And, uh, the only commitment we understood that we knew is we, we decided we were going to put God first. Um, the second thing we decided was, uh, our joke was, is we're either going to live in hell together and divorce was never an option, and we never threatened each other with divorce. We never said we were going to leave each other, uh, so we never used that as something to scare each other. And uh, am I missing anything else? Those are kind of we we had no idea what that uh, just like. the ground rules. No, I think yeah, we said those were kind of two ground rules. That's a good good point. Yeah, I think that that was um, pretty much all we knew was what we didn't want to do, but we didn't know exactly what we needed to do. Yes. So that's a good point. We knew what we didn't, we knew the outcome that we didn't want. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was what, uh, what what we saw. I think to add to that, like for me, um, seeing, you know, my mom was the perfect example of what not to do because she constantly went from, you know, man to man to man. And I don't know, your dad went from woman to woman to woman trying to find the perfect person and that person doesn't exist. So, um, I think we read that quote yesterday that basically marriage is what you put into it. It's an empty, um, slate and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's an empty slate. And, uh, until you, pour into it. Do you have it? Yeah, I do. Actually, I'm glad you said that. Okay. Our, fr- our friends over at One Extraordinary Marriage, good friends of ours, uh, posted this. They said, most people get married believing a myth that marriage is a beautiful box full of all the things that they have longed for, companionship, intimacy, friendship, passion, romance, etc. The truth is that marriage at the start is an empty box. You must put something in before you can take something out. There is no love in marriage. Uh, Yeah, love is in people, and people put love in marriage. There's no romance in marriage. You have to infuse it into your marriage. A couple must learn the art and form the habit of giving, loving, serving, praising, of keeping the box full. If you take out more than you put in, the box will be empty. Yeah, and that's saying it much better than I was trying to paraphrase. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I just feel like... um, that says it perfectly because uh, you have to go into it and you have to put in the hard work and the struggles are going to come. 
um, like you said, and becoming a team, it takes that that dedication and that hard work and that willingness to uh, work through. And so that is where we're at. Okay, so let's back up. Uh, first 15 years of our marriage was by far the hardest, uh, I would say. I, I don't uh, know about 15, but maybe 12-ish. 12. And um, I want to kind of get into just the kind of the struggles uh, that we had as far as what struggle maybe did you have uh, kind of internally uh, going through as we were trying to come go from that I into we. I think um, there's so many things that we had to overcome just because we did come from, you know, difficult childhoods and um, very broken families. And I know in the very beginning of our marriage, um, I look back and, and I can always see God's hand because he's been so good to us. But we did deal with a lot of family drama on my side of the family. Yeah. Um, thankfully, and I know this was the Lord uh, looking back at the time, you know, I think we were kind of in a cloud because we were just dealing with so much, even just with my family. But thankfully, I know that the Lord kept your family or at least your mom um, pretty far away. Uh-huh. And I think that was... Um, definitely a blessing in disguise at the time. Um, but my mom, uh, the challenge is understanding, uh, kind of where she was at, but she was schizoaffective and manic depressive. So she had a lot of mental issues and, um, she was just not very functioning and she was probably the most functioning she had ever been at the beginning of our marriage. You know this, um, cause during my childhood, she wasn't really functioning at all cause she wasn't on the right meds and just all kinds of crazy stuff. But, um, at that time we pretty much took care of her and she had had a, a daughter early, um, in our marriage, I guess, well, it was right before we got married. Yeah. Uh, my sister is much, much younger than me. I'm almost old enough to be her mom. In fact, our daughter's only what, not even two years older. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was that dynamic where we kind of felt responsibility, and I had always been the caretaker. So I was going to just kind of kind of give people a 30,000-foot view of what that looked like. So we were newly married. We had no idea what marriage looked like. Young in the Lord. Young in the Lord. Just bought our first... We owned a health food store, just bought a business. And then we were trying to take care of your mom. And then also both of your brothers at the time came to live with your mom. So we had your mom... Teenagers. Um, two teenagers. And then a three-year-old that we were else... And then on top of that... Um, our one, uh, our oldest at the time, Kenna. Mm-hmm. So at that time, so we were trying to figure out how to juggle all that. And I want to make it very clear for some of you who can kind of understand maybe where we're coming from, or maybe you're in the middle of that. That was not our responsibility like, no. looking back, but it took us a lot of years to figure out like God never intended for us to try to manage all that chaos, but we did it. <laughs> well, we had no. It sucked. We had no understanding of healthy boundaries at the time, and you know we were stepping into um, our our role of you know being married and walking with the Lord and learning and growing in all these areas. But then we still had these things that were kind of. Um, you know, the way we had lived our life. And for me, it was always, and I know you were kind of, you know, the older brother responsible one in your family too. 
Um, but it was taking care of everybody because my mom wasn't functioning. And so my siblings actually looked at me as a mother and that was not healthy and it wasn't right. But at the time, that's what we knew. I'm glad you brought that up because this is really interesting. So Obviously, my sister wasn't there. I wanted to take care of her. I couldn't. She was kind of going through the same stuff your brothers were going through. So I felt guilty because Mm -hmm. I couldn't help my sister. Um, I felt this guilt in almost in a sense that I needed to help. Uh, Well, one, we didn't want our siblings to have to go through what we went through. So we wanted to. Um, we but, had good hearts in it. Yeah, we had good hearts. But I just want to make it really clear for, again, for the audience, like, that it's just, it wasn't healthy. Like, God never intended us for to do that. And I think it, it just created a lot of hurt and a lot of stuff that you and I had to work through years later mm-hmm. and even had to work through it with our kids. Yeah. Uh, because we allowed stuff into our marriage and into our kids' lives that God never intended. Yes. And it just brought so much struggle. I mean, even financially. Um, you know, my mom has since passed, um, but at the time, um, you know, we were we were working really hard, and, and a lot of our money was going toward that. So there was a lot of struggle and a lot of things that were brought on just through us being immature and not having parents to, you know, help us walk through. We were it was kind of reverse roles. So yeah, we had a lot of of things that we were dealing with during that time. Yeah, it. I think more so for women than for men is that drive to be a team. Do you, does anything like, do you want to talk about that a little bit as, as far as early in our marriage? Because I feel like we, we wanted to be a team, especially you, but I didn't quite understand it because I feel like I don't ever feel like I've been selfish because I've, I'm, anybody in our family would say I'm very giving and I love all you guys. Mm-hmm. But I think for what I wanted to achieve in life, I've been selfish. I've been more I-focused than we. Kind of what has been your perspective or maybe some of the early year struggles with that, if anything comes to mind? Well, I think there's so much in that to unpack. Um, you know, like you said, I don't think that your heart – I think your heart was for your family, and I think your heart was for um, – wanting to provide and wanting, you know, probably even the same things that, that I wanted, but it wasn't, there wasn't maybe an understanding of what it would look like if we came together. And if we did things together, um, how much more fulfilling our life would be and how much, um, you know, our strengths would help each other. And we could, um, you know, be growing together as opposed to, you know, um, you excelling over here and me excelling over here and kind of being on two different paths. And even, you know, having the idea that, you know, we want what's best for our family on both ends, but we're not working together to make that happen. And so I think that the struggle becomes, you know, um, women are like kind of what you're talking about, I think more geared toward their hearts are more toward, you know, the family and their thoughts are on their family and their marriage and wanting those things to, you know, look the way they're supposed to look. And the husband's is kind of naturally, um, in other areas, but it's understanding that in order to make 
everything flow the way that it's supposed to, you have to come together as a team and you have to work together. And there's things that wives, you know, I mean, every couple's different and every marriage is different, but um, I feel like there's things that wives maybe don't care about so much either, but they have to learn to put effort and to care about those areas so that you can be intimate, um, like we've talked about in all the areas of our lives, which is, you know, your, your spiritual intimacy, your financial intimacy, your, um, sexual intimacy, um, you know, and then just the family dynamic, you know, so you, you want to have a goal that you're working toward as a family so that your family can stay close. I'm glad you brought up strengths. I think that was, for me, that's been a really big deal over the years when I think about it, because when we first got married, we we worked together. And um, I just thought, well, if you thought like me, then, you know, if you were driven and had all these ideas, it'd be great. And I think you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of think you thought, well, if I was just more organized and did stuff, then it would be better. And like, I can't, this is, I feel like, we're great for this conversation for people that have don't see each other's uh, see their spouse's strengths because I don't think we could be more polar opposite in personality, but yet still have so many things in common. But like when it comes like you're extremely organized, I've had to learn to become organized. I mean, I'm I'm a mess. My even my thoughts are a mess. Um, You've gotten a lot better. Yeah, but. And I think that's good to say, like, we've really intentionally had to learn to say, oh, wow, this is your strength. You you kind of, you be the hero and I be hero support in this area or vice versa. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? What movie did I get that from? Remember it was hero and hero support or side, sidekick. It was hero and sidekick. Anyways, I, I can't remember. remember. Side- <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it just made me think about it. They're like, sometimes... Instead of taking it, I think when we were young, I took it more as personal and more as a threat of like, you're trying to change me versus like saying, hey, you're really good at this. Why don't you tackle this area? And I support you in it. And then vice versa in those different roles. Yeah. And I think that's, that is the word is change is most people are trying to change their spouse. And I'm not saying that there aren't areas or things that you need to work on individually to grow and to be a better spouse or be a better, you know, whatever it is you do for a living or, um, be a better mom or whatever. But for us to have happy, healthy marriages, we need to respect one another's differences and we need to look at those as things that can help us grow and push us, um, not as something that we need to change. Yeah. So I'm curious, we even have this conversation yet. What, what pushed you? So like I can say I was pretty unorganized and then us being married, that's one thing at the beginning of our marriage, it was frustrating for me is like everything was so perfectly kept Mm -hmm. and then I'm not. So I've had to become more organized, time managed. I've had to do those things. So it's really stretched me Mm -hmm. to that. What's been stretching for you? I'm curious. And put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm curious what kind of answer we're going to get. This is this was not in the notes. No, it's not in my notes. Uh, well, I'm sure most people can tell you're much more outgoing than I am. Um, I'm I'm I am outgoing and I'm a people person, but I'm an 
introverted extrovert. So, uh, you know, I need my time to recharge and to be home. And, um, you know, you like to do things and go and be busy. And um, that was a really hard thing for me to kind of adjust to in a lot of ways um, because I do need my my time. And so we've had to learn that balance. That's one thing. Um, but it's also pushed me to, you know, recognize that it's okay if, you know, I let something go and I go do something fun or, um, if I, you know, um, take a lunch break with a friend. Well, we did that the other day. So for fun, we were driving down the road. I'll just tell you, just kind of spontaneous. Casey's not very spontaneous. She's more structured. Um, I'm very spontaneous to the point sometimes it's a it's a fault. But Well, you used to be. I used to be. Not as bad. But for, So for fun the other day, we were driving down the road, and uh, we have this joke that when we were young, we went and uh, spent, uh, used a credit card when we were 20 to go blow a bunch of money at the mall that we couldn't afford that took us years to pay off. <laughs> like two so, years. So yeah, <laughs> two years to pay off uh, a debt we went shopping. And um, so the joke was we were out driving around, and I said, uh, hey, do you want to be uh, young and irresponsible today. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, let's go to the mall and go shopping. Like we were 20 again. And she laughed and she was like, Oh, you're, you're joking. I said, no, really, if you could do it, what would you go get? And she's like, Oh, I'd go buy some shoes. And, uh, so we literally ditched work and, uh, I took Casey shopping and we went and got a couple pairs of shoes. Now the difference was we could actually afford the shoes this time and they didn't go on credit. Um, and it was just fun, but it was spontaneous in the sense that I was just like, Hey, let's just go do this and kind of break the mold and do uh, something fun. So that's not something you would normally do. And no. that was something that for me was just fun because we got to hang out and, uh, you got to get two new pairs of shoes. I did. And even the guy that that helped us, my favorite part, he thought we'd been married five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he said, he was actually, uh, he said, now that you're asking me how long I think you've been married, I'm going to give you a couple extra years is what he said. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah. So I, I took that as a compliment. We, we're young. Yeah, we're young. <laughs> In mind, you're young. I feel like I'm getting old. So, okay. At what point Casey, did you feel like you we kind of just, I don't know if you want to say hit a wall or just realize like, hey, we've kind of plateaued. Like if we're going to get further along in our goals, our finances, our marriage, like at what point did you kind of realize for you maybe that, hey, we something needs to change, like we need to be more intentional? Well, I knew that for a while. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, I love that matter of fact. But I think that, you know, it's kind of like you said in the beginning. You had to have that revelation for yourself, too. Um, but I also feel like uh, we have been, one of the things that we've been working on for years has been our communication. And I think that's the biggest factor. Because I feel like... Um, if you don't have good communication, that's going to stop you from moving forward. I'm thinking about if I'm a listener right now, like, what do you mean by communication? So what, what is it that you feel like we've needed to work on specifically within communication? Personally, uh, just learning to hear each other's heart. And I think, um, not assuming Things I think that's one of the hardest things with two people, two individuals, is 
you know, um, assuming that you, you know, their intention in everything that they do and, um, or even just assuming that they should know, you know, you should know my intention. Um, that's a, that's kind of the other way around, but either way, um, when you put that in there, instead of communicating, you know, when I reacted like this, it was because this and this, and I was feeling like this. Um, and so learning how to hear each other and learning how to, um, really listen. I think that's key. I think that a lot of times our spouse may even be trying to say something and it may be coming across in a way that we don't like. And so we tune them out. You know, they might be saying something over and over again. And because we don't like the way that they're saying it, then we don't want to pay attention to it, you know? And, um, and that is all communication and learning how to sit down and talk through and, and understand the heart of it because somebody might say something over and over again to the point where now they're frustrated. So every time, you know, they react, it's an over-exaggeration to maybe how, you know, you want to receive it. But because the communication isn't good, it causes, you know, a lot of different reactions and frustrations within the marriage and within, you know, things that maybe you're working toward accomplishing. You're just not able to come together. I was thinking about that. So two things uh, during conflict that I think has kind of helped us at times is um, is when I, obviously I'm a lot more hot-headed than you and I can get really frustrated and angry. So one thing that I've learned to do is just say, hey, almost kind of like a timeout to say, hey, I need to walk away and I need to think about this because I feel like for me, I verbally, I verbally, <laughs> I can't even say it, <laughs> verbally, um, think as I talk. And I think sometimes I end up saying things I don't mean. So for me, uh, part of our marriage, I, I was, I was rude, obviously when we were younger. So it's been able for me is to say, Hey, I need a timeout. I'm going to walk away, think these thoughts through of how I'm feeling. And then we can come back and talk. And I feel like that's been better communication for us. But I think that was even a process for you having to learn that because you felt like I was abandoning you or like it was a, I was walking away from the conflict when in fact I really wasn't. It was for me, it was, I just needed to walk away, think about what the situation was and then come back and say, okay, I'm wrong. Or maybe you're not miss you're, maybe you're not understanding me or just be able to level the field, but be able to take the calm. So I think for some people they need to hear that because it's okay to walk away for, you know, sometimes it's five minutes, 10 or even 30, but then coming right back to it and saying, okay, let's walk through this again, because it's really important. So people like me don't say stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, being willing to work through that and say, you know, give me five minutes, give me 10 minutes or whatever. And showing that your heart is toward each other, you know, means we are going to come back and we are going to talk about this, whether it's hard, whether it's, you know, whatever, um, makes a difference too in the relationship. Okay. Um, we'll take a quick moment for our sponsor. You know we're all about being real around here, and if I'm being truthful, I hate shopping for insurance. So recently, I found a company that made my life much easier and also helped me find an insurance policy, and they help you find all different types of insurances. So what was it? I'm glad you asked. PolicyGenius.com. So I went on PolicyGenius, got a uh, quote 
It literally took just a couple of minutes, and I gotta tell you, to be honest, I was extremely impressed with the representative that I had. Uh, they actually texted me, uh, followed up with phone calls. They made the process really easy, really impressive, and it all said and done, absolutely, I got insurance through them uh, because they made the process easy, and I liked dealing with them. So. That being said, why don't you go on there right now and compare and buy either life insurance, different types of insurance you're looking for. Get on policygenius.com and see what they can do for you. I do recommend them and personally use them. Okay, so we've obviously over the years, we kind of hit a point. We decided we were going to be more intentional as far as what we were going to do about our marriage. What have been some of the things for you that have allowed, um, I, I say allowed, but been strategic about like, what have you done intentionally as a wife to start shifting that? Our communication, I think, uh, for me personally, um, you know, my go-to was to kind of retreat and shut down. And so for me, I feel like um, I had to really just be willing to be vulnerable, be willing to open up and share how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that way and kind of take that step and say like, you know, this is why I'm feeling this way and um, I need to be honest. I guess what I was saying is more like being purposeful. So you, I guess to clarify that, so you were being purposeful about your feelings and confronting even how you felt because you wanted to shut down, mm-hmm. but you chose not to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think another thing that we've done is uh, we started to do our last couple of years is writing goals together. Mm-hmm. So we've been intentional about, Hey, this is something as a family we've wanted to accomplish. And then something in our marriage that we've wanted to accomplish. You want to talk about that? Yeah. A little bit. Uh, so just, you know, what we've done um, is go on like a walk, um, maybe to like the canyon and take our notebooks and sit down and um, just talk through, you know, what are our goals? What do we want to accomplish? What, um, you know, where do we want to be? Where do we see ourselves? Um, just to kind of be on the same page working together and allow us to kind of get a vision for, you know, the year ahead, the months ahead, whatever it is we're doing. Yeah, I'm excited about this December. So this is crazy to even think about. We've literally been talking about this for 15 years, but doing a vision retreat Mm -hmm. um, that we had heard through um, somebody else years ago. But actually we're going now we've done small ones where we've gotten away for the day and we've talked and gone on hikes and stuff. But we're actually going to go out of town uh, without kids and spend two or three days and just plan out uh, 2020 for Mm -hmm. us next year as far as finances, marriage, kids, businesses, all the things we have going on and really kind of be strategic in the direction that we want to go and what we want our lives to look like. Yeah. Yeah. It is exciting. (laughs) It's exciting. Um, Okay, so what has been like during all this as far as getting on what we call, you know, same page or or whatever, getting on track together, what have been some of the things that you feel like we've experienced uh, during that? Because I feel like I feel like when you start being intentional mm-hmm. and strategic, the enemy really 
comes and just bombards you with thoughts and people and pulling at your time. And there's just so many things. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, every season of life is different. Um, so really depending on what season of life we were in at the time, I know, um, you know, like kind of what you were saying in the beginning, sometimes there's so much to work out or so much to talk through. And we've been through this that, um, you know, the fight, you might fight more in the beginning. Yeah. I felt like we did. I felt like we were, we decided to be intentional and I felt like all of a sudden, like, hell hit the fence. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like it sucked. Yeah. I honestly would say I felt like for like 30 to 60 days, I was miserable. I don't know if you were, but I was and <laughs> I'm laughing at your smirk, but I was miserable because I felt like to get through it, like we knew to get through it, we were going to have to, like we were in a hole and we had to dig ourselves out. And nobody likes to fight, but here's the thing, you know, in order to get to a place where you, you know, you're not avoiding things anymore. Right. You have to be vulnerable. You have to work through it. You have to have conflict to get to the other end of understanding and, um, to push each other to be better and, um, and not settle for where you're at. And the only way you can become a team, you know, um, coming from a sports perspective, you and I are both That's athletes. That's what I was thinking of right now. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> We were, I was a state champion in hurdles and uh, I anchored our four by one relay and one state in that. And then as a team, we won state my senior year and my junior year, we were runners up and, you know, for us to get from being runners up to being a team state champion, we went through a lot and we worked really hard and we didn't always get along. You know, we didn't always like each other. We didn't always, um, you know, have the best handoff. We didn't always have, you know, whatever it is, we, um, we had to work through things and, you know, that's just a, a team, um, like a, a sports team, you know, in a marriage you're doing life together. So you see each other at your best, you see each other at your worst, you know, you go through the ups and downs of life. And in our case, we grew up together. Yeah. Um, and so you're dealing with yourself, you know, trying to grow up and become, you know, who God is calling you to be. And then you're also trying to be more like Christ and uh, be one in your marriage. And those are not easy things, you know. Um, But even biblically and scripturally, the scripture comes to my mind, um, you know, Jesus said, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. You know? Back to your sports analogy, it made me think of like, obviously your guys' goal was to win state, right? So in marriage, our goal is to become more unified, to have a better marriage, uh, better kids and to be, or better parents and better finances, those things. So when you have a goal in mind and you're both working towards it and you're both on the same page, that it makes the tension worth it knowing, like I had to keep telling myself, like when we were going through that, the thing that kept on coming through my mind is like, and obviously in bodybuilding, which we've both done is going through that was thinking about the strain you have to put on your muscles to make mm-hmm. them grow. Yeah. And I had to keep on reminding myself like, okay, we're growing. doesn't feel like we're growing, but we're growing. And then finally we hit that place where we had worked through so much that it kind of, it started, it got easier mm-hmm. at that point because the, the strain I felt like was over. Yeah. 
So, okay. I do have one more real quick. Yes. Um, I also want to throw in there that you need to try to work really hard not to burn out. Because mm-hmm. you and I have been there before. And, um, you know. I burn out often, actually. Yeah, because, <laughs> well, you're a D um, personality. And, you know, we work really hard and we go hard. And um, so, and especially when you are working toward toward goals and or toward a specific goal, um, you know, it can really burn you out if that's what you're doing day in and day out. And so you do need to step back sometimes and make sure that you're resting, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And you and I talked about this, but um, even having fun together, just that little spontaneous, you know, trip to the mall the other day yeah. and um, just do something fun together and laugh and, um, you know, prioritize. Sometimes you just need that over, you know, five hours of, you know, communication. Um, even though the communication is necessary to get there, you just need to know, um, you know, it's okay. It's okay to take a little break. I was going to, before we move on to kind of like where we've come to, I do want to say like one goal that we set back in January that's been really fun for me has been, um, so we run multiple businesses and what we've decided is at the end of every quarter, uh, so uh, every three months that we purposely take a three day somewhat of a vacation. So we go somewhere with our kids and do something that can be small. When we were younger and we were broke, we did really cheap hotels and just hung out and swam with the kids and did stuff. And um, as we've grown with our businesses and our finances, we've been able to do more things, but we're very intentional. So now uh, this year we took literally a small vacation every three months and then took our family vacation in the summer. But for me, that's been really fun because it's been something to work towards in our business to reward ourselves. And then it's also been something as a family uh, that we've gotten to do that I feel like has been really intentional because we've kind of said these are our goals and we've met it uh, every month so far, which has been really fun. Mm-hmm. But okay, so working through all this, Casey, um, over the years and especially this last couple of years, we've been really intentional. Where have you felt our marriage has gone and what that looks like? So I guess I'm asking you that to give maybe hope to maybe there's spouses out there that are, you know, where we were at years ago trying to say, you know, is this ever going to get better or can this, or maybe they're in the middle of like what you and I went through where you feel like you're fighting constantly, but you're getting progress. So what has been the outcome uh, for you getting through all this? I think just recognizing, um, you know, the more understanding that we have for each other, the more um, we're we're growing together, we're working together as a team. Um, you know that it's worth it. It's worth all the the time that you put in. And even though in the moment it doesn't feel like it, you know, sometimes those conversations you kind of dread them. You know, yeah. um, but it doesn't it it doesn't stay where you're at in the moment. You know it it gets a little easier and having those conversations that maybe once were like two hour long, you know, knockout drag out conversations that you just couldn't wait to be over, you know, now it might be 10, 15 minutes and you just keep going because you don't have as much, you're not carrying around as much, as much baggage. Yeah. And you're not having to, you know, um, 
just kind of drudge through that. Um, I think for me personally, um, you know, understanding more your heart and, um, like knowing that, that you are for me and your heart is toward me. And even when we have to, you know, um, do something hard, have a hard conversation or whatever, um, that we're going to come back to each other because our, our hearts are, you know, toward each other, toward our family, toward the Lord. And I think that that brings a lot of security, you know, you know, what I want to bring up, I didn't even think about this when we talked about before is about, um, is being to a place where you can be honest. So having honest conversations and not judging each other. So like if, if somebody's at a, if one of us is at a place where we're struggling or hurting or whatever it may look, whatever that looks like, right. About being able to be honest with each other and just say, this is where I'm at and not taking it personal. Um, is I think is a big deal yeah. because I think I struggled with that for years when, when we were younger, mm-hmm. um, I never really per se struggled with pornography, but just like any guy I struggled with obviously looking around in different state mm-hmm. and, and being able to be honest, because I didn't feel like if I if I was honest with it with you, then it was so damaging. Like we couldn't have the conversation, and it wasn't personal. And and just coming to that place, I think that where we can be open to say, "Hey, I'm being attacked." Pray for me. Yeah, or, pray for yeah. me. The enemy's really attacking me. I'm really struggling here. I love you. I love our marriage. I love everything about you. I'm in this for us, but I'm having a hard time. And instead of like, I always felt judged, and now. As we've worked through stuff, being able to come to you and being able to like, this is, this is my struggle. This is where I'm at. I'm having a hard day or, or whatever it is. Like that's really freeing because then I feel like, or I feel like now we're like, we're a team in this. This isn't me trying to do this by myself and you're against me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it takes work to get there, you know, just kind of taking that process we've talked about and, um, and understanding each other's heart and understanding, um, you know, it's important that you, that you have, you know, boundaries in your marriage and things that build trust. And then you have your openness and your communication. And that's really what sets you up to, I feel like have a, a good team, be a good team and to work together. Um, and so, you know, just circling back, um, you know, if, if you have goals that you're achieving together and you're having fun, you're living life to the fullest, um, you know, then you're going to achieve what you're working toward, you know, but you have to, you have to understand that it doesn't just happen. You can't just, you know, have one spouse over here thinking, well, I'm doing my part. I'm getting up and I'm going to work every day. And the other spouse over here saying, well, I'm doing my part. You know, I'm over here taking care of the kids or I'm over here, you know, doing my job or whatever. Um, but if you can't come together, you're never going to have that fulfilling experience of being a team. Yeah. I just had this aha moment. Was it last year or was it this year? What is our word for the year? Was it intentionality? Was that this year mm-hmm. or was that last year? No, that was that this is year. this this year. Yeah. How funny. Okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was just thinking right now, I was like, if I was to wrap up this whole show, I would say it's being intentional. Yeah. And, and then it dawned on me, that was our word. That is our word. That was our word for the year to be intentional. So, um, do you have anything else left to say? Um, I think just encouraging everyone, um, you know, that's trying to work toward that team that isn't there yet. 
um, what comes to me is, um, you know, what, what is on the surface isn't always what is in the heart. And so That's good. you have, you have to go deep and, um, so whatever that looks like for the two of you, I know for us that's been hard, but it's been worth it and it's good. And, um, you know, in marriage, having that transparency and that intimacy only comes through through going deep. Amen. That's good. All right, Word Nation, I hope that helped you out uh, somewhere. We've, um, If you would like to hear more shows um, about marriage and different stuff, uh, I would really, really appreciate if you would send Casey and I an email. You can get on our website and just say, hey, that really spoke to us or we enjoyed that. Um, basically, what that does is that just lets us know uh, that you guys would like more topics about that, and we can throw those in uh, more more often uh, talking about marriage. So we just want to help you guys any way we can, because um, obviously our show is a lot about purpose and finding purpose, but really if it's all about you and, and, and that changing that I into we, um, you're really never going to fulfill your purpose because God put you together with a spouse uh, for a purpose together. So I just really encourage you. It's, it's not a, about a singular journey just for yourself, but it's for both of you. So I just encourage you to jump in, dive in, go two feet first and just go for it. So love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to rate and review us in iTunes and please do send us an email. We would love to hear from you. And if you have questions, uh, we can, uh, some of those maybe we can hit as a topic as well. So have a blessed day. Thank you. Remember, be real, be authentic and be you. God bless. That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to areyoureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You.